warning. What you are about to hear is a really loud Catholic dude. After all, he ain't called the Forte Catholic for nothing. So relax your grip on the steering wheel. Pull your headphones away ever so slightly. Secure any loose articles and muffle Junior's ears because it's time to make Catholicism fun again on the Forte Catholic Show with Taylor Schroll on Red Sea Catholic Radio. the way right here from the bat. I just got back from NCYC, which is the 24,000 people worshiping the Jesus with all these young people and their youth ministers. It was a blast. I had never been before. And you would think, you would think that something like that would lead today's show. But no, it does not lead today's show because there's some another crazier story that has happened that I need you to know about. Uh, my co-host today, Father Anthony Sharapa. Father, how are you today, sir? I am doing wonderful. I'm definitely more awake than you, but this uh, this dynamic I'm excited for because you're you're a, little, you're a little bit cranky today, so I, I'm excited. I am cranky today. I've been cranky for about a week and a half because I I uh, in, I just work too much. Everyone wants me to do stuff for them, and I just say yes all the time, and I'm very tired and uh, mostly just frustrated. But people seem to enjoy that when it comes across <laughs> over the airwaves. So I'm just a man. It's truly the most loving action that I can do today. I'm giving the people what they want. So you're welcome, everyone, on this Thanksgiving week uh, where I'm supposed to just be so thankful and grateful for everything. I'm just, I'm just mad, and uh, I just want to <laughs> share that with you, share the joy of the season. And those of you who are... Um, either traveling to go be with your family or already with your family, I know that you're with me because we say that this is a beautiful week, but most of you are already frustrated um, in the situation that you are in. So welcome to today's Forte Catholic. <laughs> um, and Father Anthony, we have to we have to backtrack before we get to the big yeah. part of the story. Um, the last time you and I talked, it was a very interesting conversation, and that's what we're going to get to. But before that, we just have to clear the air a little bit because I'm very confused, um, which is not nothing new as well. But uh, you, you and I have been friends for over a year. Like we met in person. You've yep. be you've become this like, uh, what's the word? Invaluable. Is that is is yeah. is invaluable a positive thing or a negative thing? Is it? It, it kind of sounds like unvaluable. I mean the opposite of that. So right. I think invaluable. Like you, you're just a, this amazing part of the show. Everybody loves you. It's been mm -hmm. great to interact with you. We met on social media, and the, so like our conversations on social me media are just sacred to me because it's how our friendship started. <laughs> and then you just decided, uh, I, I kind of out of nowhere to just block me on Twitter like you just wanted nothing more to do with me and it was weird because you were still texting me and I'm like are there two different people like is someone else running your accounts like are you bipolar like what's going on I'm not quite sure okay so I did block both of your accounts on Twitter and the reason why I did that was thus I was driving to uh, Notre Dame I was listening to your podcast I think the last one with with Blevins and I was getting frustrated by the podcast because I, I enjoy a good sniping at each other. You know, I, I like making fun of my friends and making fun of me. This is, I think, in bits, a good thing because it shows like we're comfortable enough with each other to 
make jokes and stuff. But there's always a, a danger in that as well, that if you do that too much, you can be kind of grading. So that was kind of weighing on me. And then uh, even though uh, the conference I went to Notre Dame was, was excellent, it was very difficult for me because I am an introverted person, believe it or not. I, and I, I do not believe you, actually. I really am. I really am. <laughs> like, so going to this conference where there's tons of people, a lot of them know me. And I'm doing a good job. You know, I'm, I'm being, you know, cheerful and everything to people. And I, I genuinely enjoy meeting them. But it was exhausting. It was really exhausting. And so I'm just kind of in a bad mood. I think I shared a tweet, something about the fact that I was looking for <laughs> parking. And uh, I'm supposed to get free parking because I'm a speaker at this conference, right? So I've got like a tag and everything. <laughs> oh, you're I making drive... this so much better for me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've got uh, free parking. I'm trying to find it. I have no sense of direction. Absolutely no sense of direction. But I see that there's somebody valet parking right in front of the conference place. So I figured they can tell me where to go. So I drive up. I say, hey, I've got this parking pass. Where do I go? And they say, we don't know. I've never even seen that parking pass before, but you can just pay 10 bucks to get your car valeted. And in that moment, I just felt the, the, the pressure of the person standing in front of me. And I was like, okay, fine. So I paid $10 for parking. I knew this was a silly thing that I did, and I shared it on Twitter. And your response to that tweet was <laughs> one word. Do you remember what that one word was? I do remember that one word was because I think it was a hilarious tweet. I said, loser. <laughs> right. And for some reason, it was just like this perfect storm of my feelings and stuff. And I saw that tweet, loser. I was like, you know what, Taylor? I can't handle this right now. So I blocked you. You did block me, and and then many weeks later, you many weeks later, I just want to point that out. You said yeah. I'll unblock you, and then two weeks later, I went to tweet about you being a guest of co-host on this show, and I couldn't tag you because I was still blocked. But we need to walk this back. There's a few things okay. in, in that story that we need to walk back on. Number one, uh, there have been two insights in this conversation that you have not shared with me yet about this situation. Number one being that. You were frustrated with me about while you were listening to me and John on Forte Catholic. Like, what did I yeah. say then? It was just, uh, you know, I enjoy the jokes and stuff. That's probably what makes the podcast really fun, I think. But it became so much and that it kind of ruined the interview, I think, with the other priest guy whose name I forget because he's not as important as me. And I was just like, ah, this is kind of ruining a good moment. And I just was kind of bothered by it. Um, and so that was kind of in the back of my mind while that was going on. Thank you for being specific, because that's definitely mm -hmm. what I was looking for. I got mm -hmm. nothing out of that. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what I said. But the second thing, and you brought it up again, was uh, essentially you were frustrated that you were not being treated like the Catholic royalty that Twitter says that you are. We heard that... Um, in your parking situation, you were like, uh -huh. I'm important and I shouldn't have to pay. And then and then something else about me. So, uh, like, apparently, apparently, it wasn't because that. you're not that. humble was... enough. It ruined our friendship. Stop. I'm very confused by this. OK, so as a preface to all of this, I did not handle the situation well. So that's definitely my fault. Um, but the thing with the parking, it wasn't that I was upset that I had to pay. It was I was upset with myself for being stupid. And I just, it was one of those things, you know when you make like a little mistake that's not that big a deal, but it really gets to you? Like tweeting loser at somebody and losing a friend? Yeah, I totally understand. <laughs> so so I was just like really down and like, man, I can't even find a place to park. I am such a terrible priest and such a terrible person. And I, that's a temptation for me. I go down into those dark places sometimes. And 
with everything going on, that's just where I was at. So when I saw the loser tweet, I just kind of, instead of being like an adult and a good friend and saying, hey, I'm kind of going through a difficult time right now. Uh, could you could you back off for a little bit? Instead, I was a child and I just blocked you. <laughs> so I am really sorry. I did not handle this well at all. And uh, I should not have thrown you into the chaos of like, why did my very good friend and priest block me? That was that was my bad. Yeah. So again, two great responses from what you just said. Number one, I got the feeling that everyone else on the internet got a few months ago when you just decided to block everyone in the world. And, I did. And I got to go be one of the special people to go to Father Unblock and <laughs> and send you a DM saying why I should be unblocked. And my mm -hmm. answer was just because I'm your friend. Like that's all. That's all I wrote. Right. Um, and then secondarily, uh, I just think it's great. I'd actually, I forgot the second thing. I don't know what the second thing was. I'm just having way too much fun with this. That's that's Good. the that's the real part <laughs> of this. Um, so yeah, essentially. Oh, here was the second thing. I um, I'm gonna restart. So secondarily, uh, we're in some like friend groups together, and everybody yep. started texting me directly, like, "What's wrong with you and Father Anthony?" And I'm like, "Nothing. Like nothing's wrong." I'm not aware of anything that I've said or done that was wrong or out of the ordinary. And they were all like, well, he seemed very serious. And I'm like, no, he's joking because like, that's our friendship. Right. And then, yeah, yep. and then, um, and then I found out you were actually upset. And what I had to do is I had to be like the holy person. I had to be the saint. I had to be the one that anytime somebody was like, oh no, he's really mad. I needed to save your reputation. And I put, I put down my reputation just to mm -hmm. save yours. Like, no, he's perfectly fine. Everything that I did was wrong. Like, he's great. He's the best. And meanwhile, you're just, uh, you know, just like going unfollow and block. <laughs> so like, I just wanted to, to bring it up that for one time, one time ever, um, I think I was a better person than you. Just, just once. Uh, you're making this very difficult. Um, <laughs> there was no evil laugh. There definitely wasn't. It was just me being frustrated. And we, we were texting, and I knew, I knew that we needed to have a conversation. I need to explain this further. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, I was definitely overall in the wrong in this. So. In that sense, yes, you were you were the better person. Amen and amen. Um, I'm gonna that's going to be a sound drop from now on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so here's here's the funny part. We're all we're yes. all playing games now because we actually took care of this as mm -hmm. men uh, about a month ago, maybe three weeks ago or so. Sure. And yeah, yeah. this is the big part of the story. This is the <laughs> this is really the big part of the story because. <laughs> Um, I, I, when I finally realized that you were actually upset with me, I felt terrible. Like I felt really mm -hmm. bad. And I was like, what? Like, uh, I, I don't want to be adding to negativity in your life. Like my whole job in life, I think what God has called me to is to bring joy to people. And when they're in cruddy situations to help bring them out. And here I was, uh, with, it wasn't my intention, but I was adding negativity to the situation that I didn't need to be adding. And so I, I felt terrible. I wanted to, I wanted, I texted you. I was like, Hey, can we talk? And you're like, I'm at this conference. Can we talk on the way back? I was like, absolutely. No worries. Like go enjoy your conference. Sure. Uh, and then you text me, you're like, Hey, I'm driving back from the conference. Um, I have like all these hours to talk. Let's, let's just talk, kind of, kind of air it out. Let's just be, be men about it. Cool. Yeah. So like, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm finishing up some stuff. I'll call you in like five minutes, five minutes later. I call you and you immediately answer. And I go, hey, Father Anthony, let, let's do a little bit of like reenactment. Are you ready for this? 
I'm trying to remember what happened, but yeah, okay. Hey, Father Anthony, how are you? Well, I'm okay, but I'm also in a ditch in the side of the road. I don't think you said I'm okay. I think you just said, well, I'm in a ditch. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, right now? And you were like, yeah. Yes, like, right now. When did this happen? 20 seconds ago. <laughs> like, it like, really was. It really was. So can I tell the story? Yeah, uh, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. so um, I'm driving back from South Bend all the way to Western PA, and it was snowing. In fact, my buddy, Bob Harrison, he got snowed in. He couldn't fly out. But I was like, ah, I can drive. I, I drive in snow all the time. I'm from Pittsburgh. It's not a big deal. And I'm going what I thought was a relatively safe speed, 40 miles an hour, uh, on the highway, right? And uh, I see in front of me cars with red lights, and I assume they're braking, but they were not braking. They were fully stopped. When I realized they were fully stopped, you know, I hit the brakes a little harder and the traction tr control kicks in and I am not slowing down as quickly as I would like to be. So I'm like, okay, I've got a little more room in the right lane. So I switched to the right lane, still not slowing down fast enough. I'm definitely going to hit the car in front of me. I don't want to do that. So I just go off the road, down this little snowbank, and into a ditch. And as soon as my car had stopped and I had like, um, like maybe time for one deep breath, <laughs> on my car is like oh taylor's calling me and so i answered and that's where the conversation started me in the ditch so here i am trying to to make right in this time that i call i i uh added some inconvenience into your life in a bad situation and here i am calling you immediately after you get in probably the worst wreck you've been in in your life so it's just kind no, of no. Just irony Trust dripping me, not nearly the worst wreck i've been in my life but that's a story for another time well, good. I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I was. I'm only the second worst person in your life. That's fantastic news. So, mm -hmm. um, it was. It was hilarious because uh, we talked like for eight minutes. It was ridiculous. Yeah. You just sat there like, oh yeah. Um, uh, you told me the whole story. You just told me. Yep. And you just sat there very calmly, and then very calmly said, "Well, there's a police officer here now." Bye. <laughs> I'm like, wait. <laughs> what? Well, the thing was, I really. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I've got time. Um, you know, and uh, then when the police guy is funny, so the police officer is driving by and he, it, he signals he wants to talk to me. And so I roll down my window and I say, hey, I'm fine, but I'm kind of stuck. And the officer says, well, we're kind of all stuck here for a few hours. And then he drives away. And I was like, OK, thank you, I guess. Um, but then after that, a truck driver, I think his name was Nikolai, he had a very thick accent. He comes down and he sees if I'm OK. I said, I'm fine. And I tried a few times to get out of this ditch. I could not do it. I just couldn't get it out. And I'm just standing there on the side of the road now. And Nikolai comes up to me and says, hey, if you want, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, okay, stranger, drive my car. <laughs> and sure enough, he gets in my car. And it was magical to watch. So I'm, I'm standing there. There's a woman there who I also met who was being very supportive. And he's going up the snow ditch. And we're cheering him on. And he's able to get my car out. And as soon as he gets my car out, I get in, I you know get on the road, and right after that, traffic uh, starts flowing again, and I drive all the way back to Pittsburgh. You know this is a Hallmark movie, right? Like this isn't a real story. It's a Hallmark I movie. Know. Let me tell you why. You are okay. a, you are a Catholic priest. You were just yep. having a grand time hanging out with all of your friends. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, let, you know something's going to happen to try to ruin this experience. Meanwhile, one of your good friends and you are in a tiff, and you're trying to make good. <laughs> but then it's okay, guys. It's a Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Saint Nikolai came and saved the day, <laughs> and and then uh, it, it, everything was okay. So this is the the Father Anthony story um, coming to you. 
on December 20th on the Hallmark Channel. And maybe, finally, maybe, after having this movie written about his life, he'll get a parking spot and therefore be able to keep his friends. Oh, I can only hope. I can only imagine. Okay, so uh, you eventually got out of the ditch because of St. Nick. Yep. And mm-hmm. and then uh, what was your drive home the rest of the way like? So it was pretty snowy and slow going, but I really, really wanted to go home. But by the time I got into Ohio, the snow cleared up and it was a little bit rainy, but it was fine. And the rest of the drive was just fine. Um, I stopped once to grab some food. You know, the funny thing was, so it, I got in the snow ditch. I talked to you. I talked to police officer. I tweeted about the experience. And only after that, that I was like, oh, I should call my family and let them know what's going on. So that kind of shows you my priorities in life. And I've been meditating on that since then. But uh, it was you first, then police officer, then Twitter, then my family who I've known my entire life. Right. Yeah. So, for, But first was the person that you blocked on Twitter. Like, I, I just yeah. think that's so great that you're like, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. But now that I'm in a time of need, let's have a chat. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's this is so great. I'm having so much fun with this story, and I knew that I would. So, uh, we we've got a minute left. What did you learn from this scenario? Like the whole thing, the whole conversation we just have. How have you learned? How have you grown as a human person because of this entire situation? Uh, two things. One, when I when I'm struggling or having a problem with my friends, I should call them immediately and not block them on Twitter. And two, I should be more careful while driving. Yes. I, I would believe that those are two great takeaways. I think my takeaway is I often hurt people with my words and I've given up on trying to do anything else, so I'm not going to change. So um, that that's our, that's our first segment for today. Father, do you think that today is going to be a good show? It's going to be an excellent show. It's off to a great start. I bet the interview is going to go great. Oh, I bet so too. And you know how I know this is because we've already recorded it and it took an hour and a half because... <laughs> you think you're too better than everyone else. All right, we're going to be right back for this interview that Taylor may or may not edit down from an hour and a half to 18 minutes for your listening pleasure. We'll be right back. Father Anthony, you look terrible today. <laughs> I'm just going to go eat a snack and then cry and take a nap well, that's I, what i'm gonna do i was trying to start redoing the commercials <laughs> that's the commercial but this is all part of the commercial go to your, i'm uh, gonna buy some beard balm take a nap and cry but it'll be better because no sorry go ahead yo yeah no you were you were on it you'll you look terrible today but you'll get a little bit of cleanup you'll get some beard balm some beard oil and maybe <laughs> some lotion for your dying skin fortecatholic.com slash beard for 10 percent off maybe it's 11 percent. it's 11 percent off it's the worst commercial we've ever done you're welcome everyone <laughs> Oh, is that real? Are we, are we keeping that? Absolutely, we're keeping that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. And uh, Father Anthony and I set our recording time for today's recording. Uh, I guess that would be the way to, to start that sentence off. And uh, we, we kind of went back and forth. He initially said 3.30, then he said 3, and I bent over backwards to make sure that I was here at 3, and it was best for Dustin if we did it at 3. And here we are at 3.54. Um, this is the patriarchy, my friends. It's all because Father Anthony just wanted his way. 
Now, in my defense, my person was ready at four o'clock. My technology was not. I'm at my parents' house, and then the Mac that they have is like 14 years old, but it worked a few weeks ago when we did this, but today it did not work. Nothing worked. But luckily, I was able to find another laptop eventually after we troubleshooted everything and it didn't work, and now we're here. So I, I, I deeply apologize. I was about to say, if you didn't apologize, I was about to rip into you because, no, oh, it's... look, another priest <laughs> not apologizing and blaming something else for his mistakes. <laughs> I apologize all the time. I make so many mistakes. I can't even tell you. Well, that's great. But uh, it's okay. Have no fear, Father, because we have someone here to save the interview today. His name is none other than Dustin Bertrand. He was on the show a few months ago with Allison Sullivan. Still, I think it's number one or number two most listened to episodes, um, along with Father Anthony, you're talking about blowing up the moon. So that should tell you something about the show. We have one episode that's uh, one of the number one and number two popular that is about blowing up a moon, and the other one that was super serious and got very deep because Allison was there. So, Dustin, welcome back, man. It's nice to have you here. What's up, guys? What's up? Oh, not much. Just uh, hanging out my ho- in my house, uh, getting ready for Thanksgiving. I as as we are recording this, it's early this week. As you are listening, you are hopefully driving or flying to wherever you are spending Thanksgiving with your family, friends, and uh, maybe just animals. If you don't have family or friends, uh, what do you think people do if they don't have family or friends? Do they celebrate with their local fauna? No, probably an animal. An I'm animal. going an animal. Okay, cool. So, uh, Dustin, <laughs> when you first came on the show. Um, I knew you as as a speaker, and we had kind of connected on social media. And since then, you have become an author. So usually people come on because they're an author and they have something cool to say. And I was like, look, this guy has cool stuff to say, whether he has a book or not. And then you just uh, you just turned around on us and and wrote a book. So tell us about it. Yeah, um, it's something I never thought I would do. Um, I tell people people this all the time. I think it, all the way up to college, I had other people write my papers for me. <laughs> so, Father, hear my, hear my confession, Father. Um, I, I did the same thing in seminary, so don't worry about it. I'm pretty sure that's legal. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man. Yeah, and um, I don't know, uh, through speaking stuff, you know, and doing ministry, people would make these comments here and there. Hey, you should write a book. Hey, you should write a book. And I'm like, I don't write. I don't write. Um, and then all of a sudden, I don't know, I think it's about December of 2000. 17 going into early 2018 uh took about seven days i just felt this this strong inspiration from the holy spirit to just sit down and just start writing writing about my journey uh how i got into ministry how christ became my lord and savior and just that whole shebang i guess you can call it, i guess you can call it <laughs> um and, and i i called it the first 30 uh, i wrote the last chapter on my 30th birthday on august 22nd 2019 so well happy belated birthday that means you're two two months older than me and the last time we came on we talked about we talked about like your life and you shared a bit about it and then you're you're always posting and and showing stuff about how great you are at golf and you're a phenomenal golfer and you kind of got the tiger woods vibe going so here's my bone to pick with you i i started talking to you about this a little bit and you just kind of rubbed it off like i feel like I, I don't need to be everybody's marketing person. I just need to be asked, what do you think of this? And I have 15 seconds to answer. And that needs to be taken into consideration for anything in the Catholic Church. Your whole shtick is that you're a, a, a former like 
super awesome golfer and you look like Tiger and you wrote this book and it's not called The Front Nine. And I, I'm so upset with you. I can't tell you how upset I am because I feel like you would you would be on New York Times bestsellers list if you just let me talk to you for 12 seconds before this book launched. What's wrong with you? Dude, listen. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that, honestly. Because, um, I don't know, golf was just a portion of my life. I feel like if I'd have named it the front nine, it'd have been the totality of the book. So, no, man. I I'm sorry. I got to disagree with you on that. Maybe that's for the next book. Well, no, that would be the back nine, and I, I guess you're going <laughs> to die at 60. But you know what? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter because – it makes me upset, and that's what really matters. But uh, No, that's the only thing that matters. So here's the deal. I texted you about the book earlier, or I texted you earlier, yeah. and you very graciously decided to come on to the show uh, at last minute's notice, and you said, I want to do it at 3, and here we are at 4 o'clock because of Father Anthony. I just want to keep – uh, keep bringing that up. Just keep bringing Good. that up over Good. and over again. Um, but but one of the things that you said is you were like, this whole book is about looking back on your first 30 years. And I was like, okay, let's talk about the book. And you said, no, let's look forward to 2020. And I'm like, again, with the marketing push. I don't know if you know how to do this, Dustin. So why do you want us to look forward instead of looking backwards when that was the whole point of this book that someone else wrote for you and you just haven't admitted it yet? Well, you, you sound like fake news right now, because that's not exactly what I said, okay? You kind of, you know, use my words the wrong way. No one knows um, that. I can't, I, can't, that. I can't imagine Taylor doing that. That sounds so unlike <laughs> Taylor to warp a narrative towards his own uh, means. I, 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 I don't believe that, Dustin, at all. Right, Father Anthony? You know, you know <laughs> he hasn't even introduced you to me yet, so I, I'm going to gloss over that as well. But... Um, I, I figured you didn't want to know him since he made you wait for 50 minutes when you have very important things to do today. I'm trying to just pretend Father Anthony isn't here as much as possible. No. Okay. Well, okay. I guess I'll give you that. Well, no, I, I just want to talk about 2020 in the sense of you and Father uh, Anthony's ministries and what the Holy Spirit's doing in y'all's uh, communities and whatnot, because the book uh, has been just, for me, a radical ride with the Holy Spirit. Um, growing up in a Catholic school my whole life, uh, I was a really good Catholic on Sundays, right? Uh, got confirmed. I didn't feel like Pentecost happened when I got confirmed. And as I continue to live my life um, around 2013 is when, you know, my life really started to change. And, and probably in 2015 and 14, when the, the power of the Holy Spirit really was activating my life. And then I would say two years ago, <laughs> probably the reason I wrote this book, uh, the Holy Spirit had just inspired me and has made me more courageous than I've ever been. So that was the main reason why I brought up 2020, just to kind of understand what's going on in y'all's life. Because the Holy Spirit has been so influential, I believe, in just directing my steps as I was planning my plans. Um, the Holy Spirit was truly directing me into God's plan and, and will for my life. And that's kind of what uh, the book's about. It's the first 30, a journey of grace and how grace has been a very active role in my life when I've known it and when I didn't realize it. And it unfolds from my childhood um, to high school, to college years, uh, to the, my seminary experience where I received a lot of healing and clarity and um, to, to now being in full-time ministry and meeting amazing people like Taylor and Father Anthony. <laughs> That's, I've got a question for you because 
going back and looking at your life in a, in a sort of systematic way, I think is a really good just practice in general, but sometimes yeah. it can be also uh, a painful experience as well. As we look back at those parts of our life where we weren't as close to Christ. Um, yeah. So what, what were the big things that stuck out to you when you were looking back? What was, uh, was there anything particularly difficult or did you see graces that you didn't notice at the time? Uh, what did you notice from just looking back at your life from writing this book? It was kind of like Catholicism. It, was, it wasn't either or. It's probably and and both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, some, a few things that uh, I guess affected me. Um, the book writing, it was, it was very, I'm not sure I say this right. Uh, is it a cathartic, right? Is that the correct word for that? Sure, yeah. Uh, I think, you, I think yeah. what you were trying to say is Catholic. Catholic. Oh, Catholic. <laughs> it was very Catholic. But uh, the two things or a couple of things is how my, my faith as a Catholic uh, was really, I might've said I was Catholic, <laughs> but it was dormant for many years, right? It, it didn't want to take a side, right? It, it wanted to remain comfortable in the face of adversity. Uh, examples, you know, uh, growing up in high school and you start really, you know, you get confirmed, you're supposed to be an adult in the faith. And, you know, I guess we all go through this, but I just realized how quiet it was like, objectifying women you know i don't remember one time really standing in the gap to stop that or, or not not act towards that in a way um and to going to get into college and being told like there's no god look here's this material you need to you need to understand there is no god um which was pretty painful because now the relationship i have with christ and my intimacy with 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 god's heart i'm like wow man i let you down brother you know, all the things you've done for me, because before that, as I'm writing, writing, as I'm writing those parts, right, in, in high school and college, when I'm not the greatest advocate for Christ, I see when I was a two to three year old young man um, and then grew up in a family that practiced the faith at all. Um, I didn't start going to church. Till I was 10. But uh, my mom didn't grow up in a Catholic uh, school as well. We hadn't gone to church and she had lost a uh, a rosary bracelet or something like that, some type of uh, sacramental, I guess, that she would wear, but not necessarily do the prayers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she had lost it. She was really kind of saddened by it. Uh, and all of a sudden I come in the room a couple of days later or something like that, she says, and I said, here, mom. And I hand her back the rosary bracelet. And she's like, where did you find that? And she said, and I said, uh, I told her, I said, the man told me where it was. She said, the man, what man? And like, and that man was Father Anthony Sharapa. <laughs> that would be a fascinating coincidence, <laughs> right? He looked a little like you, though. He did look a little <laughs> like you. Um, so I'm like, I'm walking by something. I think I don't know if it's a picture or a book, and I point and I say, "That man, Jesus." And she freaked out. Um, and she's like, I, I was really scared. I didn't know what that meant because we had never talked about Jesus. I've never taken you to church or anything like that. So she went to see a priest and the priest was, you know, gave her like, I don't know, like two things that could be happening. You know, uh, one, he could die soon or two, he could be called to uh, the priesthood. And he said, in time, you'll find out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Those are the only two options. Well, right. Or, and the like, priest like, that like, gave like, that information like, was Father Anthony like, Sharapa. No. <laughs> Maybe the third one was like, you know, or he'll be close to Christ or something like that. Maybe I'll Good, yeah, that's what... Yeah, something <laughs> yeah. dumb like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, no. Dustin, Dustin I got to stop you because here's here's what's right. here's what's bothering me as I'm hearing your story. Um, You're very bothered today, Taylor. I, I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm hot and bothered. I'm sweating. He's bothered because he's me out. an hour late. It, it, yeah, I'm I'm very stressed out and tired, and I just got off. Of, I, I traveled all day yesterday. Like I'm just in a mood today, and here's why I'm frustrated: is because well, on, you've been sharing all this beauty. It's like, oh, this story of grace for my first thirty <laughs> years. I just turned thirty, and I'm like, what what do I have to say? So, Father Anthony, I want to give you a chance to fight back. Here's it, we already know the dumb name. I mean, the great name of Dustin's book. So if you were going to look like name the book of my memoir, if I wrote a book when I turned 30, what would that be named, Father? OK, uh, the book that you would write when you turn 30 is, oh, let's see, what would encapsulate Taylor Schroll? Um, something along the lines of um, still trying. I think that would be you, Taylor. Okay. Still trying. Okay, I've got one for you too. It's called clerically peaking. Like about two or three years ago, you peaked as a human person, and uh -huh. that, that's why that was, that would be the name of your book, clerically peaking. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it's all downhill after this. How many years of priesthood do I have? It's just gonna get worse. That's that's great. That's how I would write my book. Oh my gosh. So, Dustin, oh. you wanted us to look forward to 2020 and see what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life. I'm going to need 19 days to think about what the Holy Spirit's doing in mine. So, um, Father Anthony, you go first. What the Holy Spirit's doing in my life? Okay. And what you're so looking forward I, to in 2020. I'm looking forward to, so I'm in a difficult situation at the parish. We've made uh, seven parishes, declared one parish. But now we have to figure out ways to make that one parish actually one family. And I have just begun to experience, I think, what the heart of diocesan priesthood is really about. And that's really loving people and loving people who maybe don't want to be loved or in a difficult situation or in pain and how to love them with the love of Christ. So I've found myself, I'm only three years ordained, but it seems like in the last few months, the Lord is beginning to teach me in a deeper way what it means to be a diocesan priest. So I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes and where the Lord takes me. And if I can grow in holiness through all this, because I need to, because without a personal holiness, I'm not going to be a good priest. So those are things I've been uh, thinking and praying about lately and what I'm looking forward to. What I'm looking forward to the most of what the Holy Spirit's going to do in my 2020 is to learn how to live any 30 years as good as Dustin Bertrand lived his first 30. Uh, go buy his oh book. Go ahead, plug the book, Dustin. We're out of time. Plug the book, Dustin. We're out of okay. time. Okay. <laughs> My bad, man. <laughs> so, yes, guys, uh, the book is The First 30, A Journey of Grace. And Father Anthony, what I, what I wasn't able to tell you is through this journey at, at 20 years old is when I found out that I was conceived by rape. And so seeing the grace of God throughout my life, knowingly and unknowingly, um, that's what this book's all about. Wow. It's to give hope and to give purpose. Uh, there's quite, I, I answer some questions in the book, meaning uh, some answer some questions in the book, such as, you know, is what we live, learning what we live, right? All, ch all children can do is learn what they live. Right. Is that their final stop? Does that submit their destiny or can grace and experience change their direction in life? I uh, answered the question, um, even though I was conceived through an evil act, can I still accomplish goodness? Can I still become a great father one day and a protector of women and a defender of the fatherhood? Mm -hmm. um, and I answer those questions in the sense of uh, 
seeing God's grace throughout my life and seeing Christ really doing that work in me and finishing that work, still trying to finish that work in me into 2020, Taylor, into the future. That's why the future is still important, because uh, I still have a lot of work to do. All right. But so no, look, look out for the book in 2050 called The Back Nine, <laughs> and it'll be a great seller because Dustin will have just yeah. passed away. Dustin, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Uh, so last minute, sharing your story with us, sharing this book with us, and honestly, just being the most loving and forgiving person to Father Anthony. Uh, again, you're just crushing me at everything. Everybody else, we'll be right back for our final segment of the day. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Father Anthony, that last commercial we did was the worst thing you and I have ever done together. <laughs> it you, was bad. It was bad. Would you like to do a, a better one? I would like to attempt. Okay. Yes. He, I want you to attempt this. Um, I also have socks for 10% off, fortecatholic.com slash socks. What do you think that you can say to make people want to go buy these socks at a discount and also help support the show? Fun socks are fun and holy socks are holy. Like A lot of times you can't spruce up your outfit because you have to wear a certain thing. But you can always get away with wearing awesome socks. So buy some awesome socks at Sock Villages. Fortecatholic.com slash socks. Welcome back to Forte Catholic, the game where everything's made up and the points don't matter. And we just kind of make the things up as we go along. So as we said at the beginning of the show, there were... A lot of ways we could have started the show, like the fact that I just went to the biggest Catholic event of the year, literally, mm -hmm. but you being in a ditch was more important to me. So we, we led with that, Obviously. and then uh, we spent an hour and a half uh, trying to fix some technical difficulties with you, and that's just a memory that I'll never forget. And I'm stressed out, and you can see that, which you really wanted to point out. Yeah, so remember that a few episodes ago when you said I looked like a mess, and I and I indeed I did? You look like a mess because you're coughing and hacking, but you're, you're editing that out. And you've got some amazing armpit stains going on right now, my friend. Oh, it's not just you're... the armpit, buddy. I've got it like on my belly and everything. So uh, <laughs> and there's like I just want to let you know um, that mm -hmm. as you're making fun of me, uh, all I was perfectly fine until you stressed me out by uh, finding a computer that worked an hour later right. than we all decided. So this is all your fault. But thanks for making fun of me. I, I truly, truly appreciate uh, the love and mercy that you show um, as as an in-persona Christy priest. So, um, Well, I'll always be there for you. Don't worry about that. Well, I, I'm so grateful. <laughs> I'm so, so, so grateful. So NCYC, have you ever been to like a big youth event like this before? Not that big, no. That's like several thousand people that go to that thing, right? How many people go? It was wild. It was wild. So there's 24,000 people at this thing. So I think it's like 22,000 youth and like 2,000 adults or whatever the proper like eight to one student adult ratio right. is. Whatever the correct answer is. That's what it is. There's about 24,000 people total. And I went with a booth. Or I went for a booth. Um with a booth i went with the blaze ministries to, to have a booth there to promote yeah. all of the things that we're doing for youth ministry for parents for youth ministers all that stuff ablaze.us check it out whatever okay so i i I'm, I'm tired i promoted it for four days i'm not giving it the greatest plug now tune, tune back in next week <laughs> but it's actually a really good organization it's a fantastic organization i've given my life to it and i love it and i've talked about it for 16 hours a row a day four days in a row so mm -hmm. I, i'm gonna take a break so anyway we're in this place, and it's where Seek was last year. So Seek was 20,000 people. So that mm -hmm. was like the biggest event I'd ever been to. And now this thing, 
It didn't even fit in the convention center that 20,000 people fit in. They had to have this thing in the football stadium where the Indianapolis Colts played. This was wild. That's amazing. That's too many people, to be honest. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. Because in a football field, it felt kind of small, uh, if we're being okay. honest. Because Okay, so I get there. We set up our booth. And, like, when I go to these conferences, I'm very rarely, like, actually participating in the conference because I'm just working the booth the whole time and making right. connections, networking, all that, all that jazz. Right. So the first full, like after the first full day, we go into night and we go to have, um, the, 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 the conference is having adoration and our team is like, Hey, we're done with work for the day. We just went and ate. We kind of want to go to adoration. Uh, one to see what it's like at a place that's 24,000 people. Like that's just kind of right. a cool experience. We hadn't seen all those people all together yet and i mean jesus was there so i like that's a thing too so we wanted to go spend some time to pray because it's hard to find times to pray in those busy busy days so sure. there we go uh i want to give you a guess how do you what like in if you were going to say my experience in 20 seconds in adoration that night how, what do you think i would say um did you fall asleep i would guess you fell asleep i did not fall asleep no mm. Was it was it uh, a positive experience or were you? I bet so your brain gets crazy about things, so you probably fixated on some sort of detail and it distracted you from prayer the entire time. It was a positive experience, but not a positive experience in the way that most people have positive experiences in prayer because of the last thing that you said. Okay, okay. So <laughs> I have you're, you're you're like it's amazing that you have figured it the entire story out. You were wrong <laughs> once, and then you got it exactly right with your second guess. That's beautiful. So we walk in. I've been in work mode for I don't know twelve, thirteen hours at the time. Like it's hard to kind of shift into. Oh, I'm a participant at this thing now. I'm right, yeah. praying now. So my mind had been going a thousand miles an hour. I walk into the stadium. My first thought is like, this is a lot of people. Like I've been <laughs> to Stuartville conferences before, where like that's where I had my conversion. You know, four, four thousand, five thousand like people. Like there's just something about being there where it's like I'm not alone in this Catholic thing. Like I'm not yeah. by myself. There are four or five thousand other young people just like me or mostly better and here they are in this room and we're all striving for the same thing and then like here this is like literally five times as big you know 20 to, to four or five <laughs> yeah. times as big Twenty-two thousand people in a room like singing these praises to god as he's being as the monstrous is being processed around the football field like it's just wild so just like the whole like wonder and awe thing hit me for about mm -hmm. 12 seconds. And then I looked up and I saw all the Indianapolis Colts banners for all of their AFC Ch South championships. And immediately, like, I knew I wasn't going to pray this night. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. I have a question. Sure. So we know that, you know, even the smallest crumb of the Eucharist contains the body, blood, soul, and the divinity of Jesus Christ. Right. But. I'm curious, how big was the host that they used? Was it like regular tiny size? Was it frisbee size? Was it pizza size? How big was Jesus? Uh, so how tall are you? I'm uh, 5'11". And how tall am I? You're like 6'2"? Yep, so add those two together. 11'3"? Uh, right. Uh, it was a regular size host. It was a regular oh, okay. size host in a monstrance <laughs> uh, being processed around. But the way, like, the, the point that you're going with is that uh, there were cameras that helped, uh, right? So, okay, like, yeah. I could see the monstrant, even from where I, w I was, and I was one of the, like, highest up 
people like like mm-hmm. in the stands like furthest away and i could still see the monstrance they had the lights going on the monstrance you could still see that but seeing the host like uh, yeah it was a little difficult but like when they there were cameras following the whole way so you can kind of see it on the screen so i was kind of looking back and forth between the monstrance like where jesus actually was and <laughs> yeah, him yeah. on the screen right okay so about 10 minutes in it takes me about 10 minutes to mm-hmm. like it was both kind of cool and also like I'm just distracted, not into it yet. I'm just like this is really neat though. Like it's I'm really glad that these young people are having experience. And then we all know that Taylor's not the intercessory prayer person. Like we we've gone through this. Like <laughs> yeah. Like but you want to you want to hear something crazy, Padre? Like this is I really this, do. This is wild. I I was like I'm not in a, I I realized about five six minutes in I'm not in a place where I can. Like, I can enter into prayer. Like, I just know that I'm in this mood that I can't really yeah. enter into prayer. I'm going to have to try try again in a few minutes, try again later. Like, there's just too much going on right now. But that doesn't mean that these young people need to have a, not a negative experience, but that they can't have a positive experience. So I start right. praying for 24,000 people, and I've never felt more useless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait wait is it because it's just too many people to pray for at once it's like i can handle one person lord but twenty four thousand people it, it, are you were you worried that your prayer like it gets split up into little pieces so everybody gets only a tiny piece like what was your thought process yeah so here's my thought process like i'm, I'm a fairly physical being i know that's what uh, everybody wants to hear when they tune into catholic radio podcast <laughs> land i'm a fairly physical being like if if there was a guy like if, if it's just th- two regular dudes i think i could mm-hmm. either beat them in a fight or right i could like realize quickly enough that i can't beat them in a fight but i could get away Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You add a third person in, I'm much less confident. So I think I have the power to either fight or ward off about two people. Mm -hmm. So I apply that to my prayer. And I'm like, (laughs) of course. If I I can, if I can like attack in prayer for one person, I can storm heaven for you, Father Anthony Giovanni Sharapa. Like I can storm Mm -hmm. heaven for that. If I get to like three, I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure if it'll work for anyone if I try three. Like, I'm just going to end up beaten up and bruised, and none of you got any help. Wait, wait, wait. Does this, like, how far does this analogy go? So if you see, like, a really short guy who looks kind of scrawny, do you think you can really, really pray well for that person? And if you see, like, a really big dude who's even bigger than you, are you afraid that your prayers don't work as well? Uh, here's, I mean, if we're being honest, if somebody's extra short or extra tall, yeah. I, I'm going to be so unfocused on prayer because I'll be focused on how they look. Okay, okay. Okay, so I tried the intercessory prayer thing for like two to three minutes. I'm like, I hope it works for someone in here. And and then I'm like, okay, I'm finally, I've calmed down. It's time to pray. And I, and I, I close my eyes. I look at the monstrance one last time. I close my eyes. I begin to pray. I close my eyes. Begin to pray, and tears of mm-hmm. joy stream down my face. That, that's a song. I didn't even realize that I was doing that. Um, mm-hmm. Completely unintentional. Um, so, a, a, you know, it was also, also unintentional how my prayer ended. Because I was praying for about two, three <laughs> minutes with my eyes closed. And, like, actually, like, as, as deep as Taylor can go in prayer. So probably one of your most shallow prayers is about where I was in my depth of prayer. And okay. then... I opened my eyes, and as I mentioned earlier, there were the there were the banners up top, and I was looking at all the banners of the Colts, and I'm a Texans fan, which means that they beat us in that division to get that banner, so I wasn't too thrilled about that. 
But I had finally gotten over that. And I closed my eyes. And a lot of times what I do is I like look up to heaven with my eyes closed because that totally makes sense, right? It's, it's really dumb. Sure. I, don't know, I don't know why I do it. But I do it. I'll like, I'll like close my eyes. I'll put my hands out. And I'm like looking up with my closed eyes because it makes a huge difference for some reason, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I open my eyes. The first thing I see, I'm going to give you a guess. One guess. You're not going to get this one right. <laughs> what do you think I saw? You saw the Holy Spirit descend like a dove upon all the children. Not at all. I looked okay. up and I saw a 60 foot by 40 foot Bud Light sign uh, <laughs> way up in the top right corner of from where I was standing. And that's the moment I gave up on praying that <laughs> night because I was just like, 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 honestly, I was like, God, thank you. Like, this was fun. Like, I needed I needed like after a long day, I needed the like uh, the boost in joy. And I was reinvigorated in prayer, just unlike anyone else is invigorated in prayer. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> it was quite an evening. So I got to see a bunch of great people. I got to meet a few people, like just like you and I met on the internet, and then we met in person. I got mm-hmm. to meet people who've been on the show: Stacy Summerow, the Frank Fryer, a bunch of people who I'm, I'm forgetting. Like it was just, a, it was a great time of meeting people, um, seeing people. Um, it was Kyle Hyman's birthday. Happy birthday, Kyle! It was great. That's wonderful, but also kind of your prayer experience. You were doing something well there. Believe it or not. I, I do, again, you've said believe it or not twice today, and I do not believe you both times. Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, this is one of the best pieces of spiritual advice I got from a spiritual director while I was in seminary, and it was pray as you can, not as you can't. And so you kind of knew where you are. You knew what you could do and what you couldn't do, and you prayed the way that you could in that moment. And sometimes that isn't super satisfying, you know, because we like all the spiritual constellations and stuff. But then the Lord, in his humor and wisdom, kind of gives you this weird kind of consolation by looking up at the Bud Light sign, and it brought you some kind of joy. So I think your prayer was very good overall, even though it's a little silly to explain it all out loud. It was still good. Fairly good overall, but a little silly is like the description of my spiritual life, the description <laughs> of the show, the description of my like professional career. Like mm-hmm. I, I think you're onto something there. I appreciate there you, you seeing that. And calling it out in me. You're beautiful. Okay. Mm. There were there were a ton of priests and religious there at the conference. Why weren't you there? I was not there because um, if I'm not going to be the center of attention at an event, I'm not going to go. Right. We heard that in the first segment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea this event existed. I, I, I just really I had no idea that was a thing. Well, uh, we'll blame that on that youth minister that you hired off the internet. Yep, it's definitely his fault. Definitely his fault. Okay, but we're going to another big, very big con- conference together. Oh, yeah, we are. In like a few weeks. Like, we're going to hang out again in a few weeks. And um, I just want to remind you that you can't block me in real life. Like, I guess like, I guess you can. You could get a restraining order, but it would right. just be way too much paperwork. And we all know you're not that hard of a worker. But we're, I'm really looking forward to hanging out with you again. We're going to the SLS conference in Phoenix. Yeah, it's super exciting. Actually, I just bought my plane tickets today. So myself, Father Harrison, my brother, we're all coming. And uh, I'm going to guest host on your show. And basically, I've got two things to do or three things to do. I'm going to be a guest on one show. I'm doing my own. I'm doing yours. And after that, I'm just going to hang out. So I'm looking forward just to hanging out with you. Yeah, it's going to be great. I am I am recording on it's 4.15 
to 5.20 local time on Thursday, January 2nd. So I am uh, contractually obliged to tell that to you because I got an email today saying as much. And I am contractually, contractually obliged to tell you twice more. Or no, one more time. It was just two times total. So come see me, but more importantly, come see Father Anthony and watch me make fun of him in person. It's much better that way. 415 It's going to be so good. <laughs> it's going to be, dude, we're going to have so much fun. Um, okay, but there was one other part of this conference uh, that, I, that I wanted to share about, and I have forgotten. Um, so you get to, we get to see your interview skills now. Yeah, interview so, me about my experience. So it was at a football stadium, right? And you're at this booth. So I imagine you like in one of like the food stands, like, but you're handing out stickers instead of like hoagies and something. Was that, is that, is that right? Is that a fat joke? Like, I don't know what's happening. Right now. This <laughs> wow. Is, this is it what, was not intentional. This is but what like, happens it, when I hand over control of the show. I, I'm not I saying, gave you control of the show 15 <laughs> seconds ago, and it has just <laughs> fallen apart. It, it, you've tried Wait. to rip this entire episode apart, and I have held it together with all of my might, and I let you take over for 15 seconds, and here we are. Look, I'm not calling you fat, but I'm saying that if you were selling a hoagie, I would trust your judgment. Is that fair? No, here my booth. My booth. (laughs) You leave me alone. My booth was to empower youth ministers to be the best youth ministers they can be. We gave away free resources because we're super loving, and we Uh challenged people to Mario Kart and Super Smash Brothers. Because why would I go to a conference and not do something fun? So, what was your win loss record? Were the were the teens better at you uh, at Mario Kart? We had a youth ministers only booth. We kept teens out of this because we're a youth ministry organization. We said, not this weekend we aren't. We're here for your youth ministers. And so we we had a lot of fun. We were like, okay, the... Youth ministers at events like this get stressed out like crazy. Like they're responsible for <laughs> anywhere from four to 150 humans in a downtown city. Like everything can go wrong. There's no way that you can watch 100 people. So they're super stressed out. So while they're stressed out, we're like, come in here, have some free, like get get some snacks, um, play games with us, and then we'll throw free things at you. Does that sound okay? So, So you were giving away food. Well, that's all of our time for today's show, folks. Uh, Father Anthony, I'm really glad that you were here today. I'm glad we've cleared the air. And I'm going to call yeah, yes. you right after this, and I hope that I find you in a ditch so that we can once again clear the air from all of the conversations that went awry today. Does that sound like a plan to you? That sounds like a perfect plan, Taylor. All right. Go find a ditch, and I'll, I'll talk to you in a few minutes. Everybody else, I will talk to you next week. Enjoy your Thanksgiving in all seriousness. Thank you for listening. I'm super thankful for you guys. I'm somewhat thankful for Father Anthony. Very grateful to all the other co-hosts, to our, our guests today. Thanks so much. God bless you guys. I'll be back next week. See ya. Father Anthony, that last commercial we did was actually pretty good. Uh, do you have a good idea for a commercial for Patreon? Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the episodes with me and Taylor, we always have amazing extra content that doesn't make it on the podcast. I'm so excited. I give to your Patreon. That's how much I like it. You sure do. Do you listen to it? I do. The and parts we- where I'm on.
<laughs> you're you're selfish and strange. Um, <laughs> but but uh, we actually like it's pretty awesome. There's like a podcast feed just for the Patreon content that you could put in your podcasting app and hear it just like uh, you would the podcast. But it's only for you because you bought the right to have that. And speaking of that. Uh, you bought the right to support the show because I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. That's it, Father Anthony. We're done. Good. Love you. Love you too. That's how the show's ending. <laughs> okay. <laughs>